Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. and welcome to a bonus episode of the Forecast Fest. I'm Kate Baldwin here with my colleagues, John Avalon. Hey there. And Harry Enton. Good job is triple leave. Okay, so let's just dive in. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night, about 11 o'clock Eastern time here in Detroit. And the first of the two debates has just wrapped. Let's recap the first of these two debates and then let's talk about what tonight could mean for tomorrow. Uh, the second debate coming up on Wednesday night when the second group of 10 takes the stage. Um, The big headline coming out of this big debate is what? Let's say it together. The left Left versus versus the center. center. Hey! Hey! It really played out in a very big way. It was clear throughout. Absolutely. And those those are the fault lines in the Democratic Party, but this was a really substantive debate designed to really bring out those policy differences. And they are deep, and they are profound, and at times they're personal. But that's the conversation uh, the party's having. And on every issue after issue, you saw it really cleave. You had Warren and Sanders um, and then and then a lot of, uh, uh, you know, folks like uh, Hickenlooper and Bullock and Klobuchar uh, and Ryan Mm -hmm. really and Delaney really, uh, really trying to strengthen the center. Just one difference that I noticed and it's and it was kind of throughout. There was a lot. I saw a lot more energy on stage. Lot, the candidates really coming to very clearly make contrast straight out of the gate with the opening remarks. Everyone's opening was making a contrast with somebody. If it wasn't Trump, it was somebody else on the stage. And I, right. that, I think that was a big le- It seems that there was a big lesson learned from debate round one. Well, this is, I mean, they all know that the clock is ticking. If you're not in the top tier, That's you're what toast. it was, wasn't yeah. it? They sensed the clock ticking. Yeah, I think they absolutely did. You had at least a uh, Five candidates on that stage, Williamson, Ryan, um, Hickenlooper, Delaney, and Bullock, who are in real danger of not making the debates come September, and they felt like they needed to make a contrast because they learned from Harris the last time around that when she made the contrast with Biden, she saw her poll numbers go up because they were trying to create a made-for-TV moment. Let's play one of the big moments when this whole concept of left versus center uh, was was front and center. We need to encourage collaboration between the government, the private sector, and the nonprofit sector, and focus on those kitchen table, pocketbook issues that matter to hardworking Americans: building infrastructure, creating jobs, improving their pay, Thank you, Congressman. creating universal health care, lowering drug prices. Senator we Warren. can do it. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. <laughs> Specifically, that was Warren taking on John Delaney, kind of after a list of back and forth-ish, if you will. But um, she could have honestly been speaking to a huge host of people on that stage. Why was that so important? 
Well, first of all, I mean, I, it, it was authentic. It was from the gut. It didn't seem to be particularly rehearsed, but it slammed from the left the perceptions of the center, which is why are you telling us we can't dream big? Why are you saying we need to be, have to pay for things? Or as, as, uh, as Bullock memorably called it, wish list economics. Let's be bold. Let's be big. That's what Donald Trump did. He won. Stop trying to tell us what we can't do. And it's aspirational and it plays to the audience. Uh, but it does run often into the, the cold stone wall of reality, which is what those centrists were trying to articulate. And then lay, remind folks how big, how strong the uh, is the liberal base of the Democratic Party? Where is the party? I mean, if you take a look at our last CNN poll from late June, what you see is that 50 percent of potential Democratic primary voters self-identify as either moderate or conservative. Only about 20%, 22% in our CNN poll self-identified as very liberal. So essentially what you have is Warren and Sanders, but really Warren trying to basically sort of shield themselves from the fact that there's this giant moderate to conservative block within the party and also shield themselves, shield herself from the fact that electability is beating issue agreement by a two to one margin of the Democratic Party right now. And that's the type of moment that we just heard that may try and do that, but I'm not sure was successful. And that's the judo move she's trying to do. She's trying to say that the electability argument is backwards, that really it's about energy and aspiration that creates the momentum for electability. Um, but but I, I do think, you know, Steve Bullock was the new kid on the block tonight. He came out, first question, governor of Montana, won the state as, you know, that Trump won by 20 points, and he had a very strong debut. It's going to be tough to see if he can claw his way into that second tier of candidates. Right. But a very strong debut with a real pointed critique of the far left, you know, describing them offering wish list economics, criticizing the revolution, saying, look, when criticizing you, the revolution straight out of the gate in his opening out, in his opening remarks out of the gate and saying, look, when you guys talk about decriminalizing border crossings, for example, you're playing right into Donald Trump's hands. I, you know, I just go back and, you know, you may very well be right, Mr. Avalon, and I certainly saw a lot of that on the Twitter this evening in terms of the governor of Montana, but he needs four polls. He needs four polls from here on out with at least 2%, and I'm not necessarily sure that he had the type of soundbite that will allow him to do that. Of course, that's why we play the game instead of just having Jewish New Yorkers hypothesize it in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> the two biggest topics of the night in terms of how much time was spent talking about it, how many questions, and honestly, how many times the candidates themselves returned to the topic. Were, it seemed very clearly healthcare um, and immigration. Clear contrast there, especially among the left and center on how to give people, when I'm talking about healthcare, how to give people full access to healthcare and how to pay for it. Any surprises there? I, I think just how, Obama's position is almost seen as irredeemably conservative in the current Democratic debate. So strange, so which true. Is, which is cray-cray. Um, and, and what you saw a lot of folks doing is arguing that the public option, which was originally Obama's first choice that he couldn't get through legislatively, is the preferred path to covering more people. Um, but you had you know, Warren and Sanders really occupying with a great deal of passion this idea that, no, the way to do it is single payer, abolish private insurance over a short period of time. Um, and then you had, you had the folks in the center warning, that's going to alienate far more people than it attracts. It is too radical. It is too extreme. You're doing Donald Trump's work for him because you're basically giving a gift of, of, for Republicans who say that Democrats want to have government takeover of health care, the original incorrect attack on Obamacare. And um, 
Guess what? P.S. is Klobuchar, I think, eloquently pointed out. It's not actually going to pass the Senate. Where are Dem voters here? I, I think this is so interesting, right? Because this is an issue in which Democratic voters pretty much agree with the center, or excuse me, with the overall electorate. We know from our CNN poll that um, only 30% of Democratic potential Democratic primary voters want only the public plan, want Medicare for all, versus 49% of potential Democratic primary voters want private plans and a public option. And in the general electorate, again, only 19 percent want a public plan. So this is why you saw the moderates really attacking that, because they see it not just as a good issue for them to win the Democratic primary. It also allows them to better position themselves in terms of the general election. And really, I just want to say one thing. I saw no contrast being drawn between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders throughout the night. I thought going in, we'd, they'd start drawing some contrast somewhere. I didn't see it at all. What's so interesting is it's, I think because they both know that they need the other's voters. So they don't want to alienate their common base. And eventually one's going to have to rise to the top or fall. But I think you did see sort of a, a soft coalition between the two for fear of alienating the other supporters. Do you guys see anyone after tonight being out? Basically, with maybe the exception of Williamson, who led in Google Trends and had that moment about Gross Point versus Flint and the water crisis, you know, there were five candidates coming in who I thought were, the polls indicated were a major danger of not making the next debate. Williamson, Ryan, Hickenlooper, Delaney, Bullock. I'm not sure any of them uh, got, will get the necessary bounce. I think all five of those will not be appearing in the next debate, most likely, with the exception of Williamson, and that will perhaps cause their campaigns to collapse upon themselves. Here's the interesting thing, is that Bullock is the new guy on the block, so maybe he gets more of a bump than the others. I think, aside from Williamson getting a lot of applause, it's hard to see, though none of them had bad debates. I agree. I actually, it was a very passionate debate. They really, and and Delaney made his points very clearly and persuasively. Tim Ryan has a very clear perspective, you know, Youngstown, Ohio. Um, but it, there's just a not enough space for those folks to all claw their way to the second, the third round. And notice one name we haven't mentioned in this whole discussion and was not mentioned one time in the, what, two and a half hours that they were all on the debate stage is Joe Biden, which is shocking, not mentioned once. I find it surprising because I thought going in he was going to be the punching bag. For a lot of people on that stage, there was clearly enough punching going left and right and center on that stage that they didn't need it. Uh, that does take us, though, to night two. Well segued. Oh, thank you so much. I did a pause up. Beautiful. Thank you. Sean, who's up for debate two? Well, center stage, you got the aforementioned Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But let's look at who's going to flank them. From stage left, Michael Bennett, senator from Colorado. Christian Gillibrand, senator from New York. Julian Castro. Cory Booker. Um, and then on the, to the right of Harris, you're going to have Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, Jay Inslee, and Bill de Blasio. Um, Obviously, the folks on the far edges of the stage are the folks in greatest danger of not surviving to round three. Bennett, Gillibrand, Inslee, de Blasio, Gabbard. Um, But you're going to see a really fiery debate, particularly because Joe Biden taking a lot of heat in that first round on questions of busing. Um, And he's flanked by Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. Um, It is a very diverse stage, not just ideologically, but in terms of race and ethnicity tomorrow night. Um, And it will be I'd be surprised if Biden doesn't have that target on his back uh, like we expected tonight, Mm -hmm. because he's not going to be a proxy. He's going to be right there center stage. Where do you think the big showdown is going to be? I I mean, look, we saw Joe Biden take a 
big hit after that first debate. We saw his poll numbers fall overall. We also saw them fall, fall nearly 15 percentage points among African Americans. But he has recovered that. And I think that's an important thing to remember going into this debate. He is at about 50 percent right now among African American Democratic primary voters. Kamala Harris is way back at 12 percent. Cory Booker way back at about 1 percent right now. They want to be able to go in there and take some of that African American base from him, from Joe Biden. That's why as John was pointing out, I think that's where the action's probably going to be. I'll mention one other thing. I would not be surprised if Julian Castro goes after um, Joe Biden with concern to uh, illegal immigration. And I also wouldn't be shocked, as we saw it the first time around, the mayor of New York try, even though he's on that flank, try and get in there and get a hit on Biden. I don't think it'll ultimately, ultimately be successful. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, Dana, Jake, and Don did a masterful job cutting people off, keeping people on time. Um, after on, in the first debate and the energy level was high throughout tonight and it's going to need to be there plus to be successful tomorrow uh, i think the question is whether it's sleepy joe or not right if it's sleepy joe then uh, the vice president the former if, vice president's got some problems if joe biden does this gives offers same same performance from debate round one in tomorrow night after the energy level we saw in this debate it's going to be even more glaring that he's got real like there are energy issues here. That's his biggest hurdle. The, the voters were willing to forgive one bad debate performance. The question is, though, if he has a second one, his electability edge, which right now a majority of Democratic primary voters believe he is the most electable, and that's what's supercharging his lead in the polls. If they believe he cannot get on that debate stage with Donald mm-hmm. Trump come November or October of 2020, then that's going to potentially foretell another drop in the polls for him. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the stakes are even higher. All right. Uh, that does it for this bonus episode of the Forecast Fest. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And special thanks to our team behind the scenes staying up with us, Amy Easton, Laura Moore, and Emma Sislawski. We'll see you right back here next time on the Forecast Fest. Thanks for listening, everybody. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.